1: the controversial
0: he's the dumbass he can't do math he's an idiot he gets his hair cut at walmart
1: look at that shitty haircut the realest podcast in the southeast let the dogs loose let the goons be goons 11 in a row 11 in a row 11 in a row enough Eh, eh. 38 in a row as in 38 on this point when we were whipping that ass Ranch gang, stand up! The holy war is upon us! Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast
0: with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all.
1: Another edition of Reed's Ranch coming at you live May 27th. I actually re-recorded on May 28th. Seth Hughes joins me down in Alabama. What's up, man? Not much,
0: John. How you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. What's new? What's on the docket? What do we got today? Um uh nothing really, I don't guess.
1: Yeah, it's a slow week.
0: Yeah, I guess the the biggest story I've seen is Major League Baseball and their labor dispute. Um, I guess NBA is not gonna be gay and they're gonna come back and play. I don't think Major League Baseball
1: will. So you're on the side of baseball is not playing?
0: yeah I mean that the the uh, the the labor uh, deal that the owners put forth yesterday was laughable. It, it was laughable. Like how do they expect like Mike Trout to agree to that?
1: Yeah, he makes thirty seven million dollars basically, and they said you can play this year for seven.
0: How do they expect him to agree to
1: that? I saw Brett Anderson, who used to play for the A's, right, who said that it was a bold strategy for baseball. And its owners to make their best, most marketable players out to be the bad guys. Yeah.
0: He plays for the Brewers.
1: Oh, okay. So he doesn't play with the Ace?
0: Do you used to play with the Ace? He's played. yes, no, he's played for the Ace twice, actually.
1: Those random so. weekday four PM baseball games I would sometimes bet on. I feel like he would always be pitching. <laughs> Interesting strategy though. Let's make Yelich. You know, that's his guy in Milwaukee. Trout and others give up thirty million or else look like the bad guy. It was so bad that all the players were on the side of the superstars.
0: You know, like, who I assume they're probably jealous of and have big-time rivalry, rivalries with, and everybody's like, no, Mike Trout, Christian Yelich, they're getting absolutely screwed by this deal. It was It was absolutely bonkers.
1: I mean, it sort of worked in the NFL. They had a class dispute with their last CBA pitting the upper class with the middle and lower. The last CBA didn't work for the Stars, but they were great for the other guys. And, you know, ultimately the other guys stuck together and voted against the Stars. And baseball has 65% of their players making $1 million or less, but here they are uh, screwing, their play- they're, they're screwing their Stars so badly that even the lower mm-hmm. middle class is like, nah, this is a bad idea.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, if you're making your full, if you were going to make prorated, like, 285, you're going to get 262. So, okay, if you're going to make 17.7 full prorated under the proposal, you're going to make 7.84.
1: It's the first proposal. Everyone knows you start either way too (laughs) high or way too low. Like, I, I, you know,
0: it was laughable. Uh, I don't understand. They, they surely did not try to, they, they surely did not think it was going to be passed. Mike, for anyone listening that is curious, Mike Trout, his 2020 salary was $37,666,666. Under the proposal, he would make $5,748,577.
1: So a, I think there would be a $2 million bonus if there was a postseason. But imagine if you're Mike Trout. In, in postseason. You'd rather play one year and skip a year and make $35 million or play two years for $42 million.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody could really blame them for, like,
1: balking severely at this deal. Yeah, we'll see how far they ride this out. Baseball players and their union have the most power. But at the end of the day, we will side with just getting our entertainment because you know we just want to root for our team. We won't side with the big-time players. We will side with the owners because we ultimately want our baseball.
0: You just want to root for your team. And I'm not trying to, like, the way the players have acted during this has been pretty nauseating, too. I mean, it's not just, like, there's a middle ground here, okay? Both sides have been very annoying. Blake Snell acting like he's going out in the trench in France every day is is nauseating. Putting his life on the line, bro, you're pitching every five days.
1: Where are we at with the COVID and the long term effects of that? Like, do we still think it, you know, messes your lungs up long term if you get it? Because I know it, at once they had said like it, your lungs will only be like at eighty percent capacity if you have been infected with the COVID.
0: No, I, and I know like the army had said they they were like maybe gonna disqualify people that had had it, but then I thought that they walked that back.
1: Nah, I wasn't sure. I'm not a COVID cuck. Yeah, I don't keep up with it anymore either. Anyway, we'll see what happens so, with baseball. They have a couple of weeks to figure this out if they want to hit their target of getting up and started by, by July. Yeah. Nah, so anyway, what do you want to talk about now? I uh, saw that Georgia was mad last night, actually two nights ago, on the internet.
0: Yeah, I, f- I feel like them tweeting that, they tweeted it directly at Big Cat, right? I feel like that's um, beneath them, or it ought to be beneath them. Like, I don't have, like, I mean, it is what it is, whatever, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. I would just think that it was, it's beneath a team that is right there, either in the playoff or on the cusp of it, most years, and I would think it would be beneath them. But, you know, hey, I guess it bothered them. Are we being too much of fanboys to say that we are in Florida in Georgia's head? I think they're obviously bothered by it. I mean, the Florida coach tweeted about it, too, which was very weird. I think, obviously, for whatever reason, it really bothers them. I guess because there's nothing else going on. I don't know. probably Probably coupled with the recruiting of, like, UT, like, I can see where it would bother Florida much more. But Georgia is basically, you know, I mean, Georgia goes and gets who they want in recruiting. And they're winning, you know, at least ten games a year in the SEC championship game, with a chance to go to the playoff every year. Like why the hell do they care?
1: Are we at the point where we might have to acknowledge that Georgia is beefing down with us? Like if Georgia gives us attention, is that beefing down for Georgia? Yeah, they they ought to be above it. That's why it surprised me. They're definitely
0: above it. I mean I don't like it just seemed like a weird thing to tweet. It's a video game. I mean, Georgia is far and away a vastly better program than UT over the last five years, last ten years, whatever. So, like, why do you care? How many years in a row, like, has Kirby won the SEC East now? Three? I mean, nobody's really even, in those three years, nobody's really even given him a know pushed them i mean the loss to south carolina last year remains one of the most mystifying college football outings of, in in the last couple years but nobody's really pushed them at all so why the hell do you care about some dude who lives in chicago streaming a video game playing as tennessee I, I, just think about it. it's so absurd to sound it out we have a dude who is a wisconsin fan i think Streaming a video game from 2014 where he is Tennessee. He is streaming himself playing a six-year-old video game online for people to watch. And Georgia football thought that they really ought to hit send on that tweet. And then had to walk it back.
1: And we had Mike Griffith trying to make some kind of point about Peyton not wanting to wear red and black as if it was about Kirby Smart somehow.
0: Mike Griffith is so bad. He is so bad, and he will root for every single football coach to fail at Tennessee that is not named Butch Jones. Because for whatever reason, Mike decided that that was the hill he wanted to die on. I guess it was because Butch fed him information. But Butch Jones was the hill that Mike Griffith decided to die on. And he is going to hate every single football coach that UT ever has. I mean, just think about that to what he said. That is so stupid. It is so dumb. Kirby Smart Smart is in UT's head because Peyton Manning, who never lost to Georgia, said he wasn't going to wear red and black to match Tiger because he wasn't going to wear Georgia colors. Like, The most you can say about Peyton's statement is that it is just good-natured college football ribbing. Like, that's all it is. And just
1: acknowledging that black and red makes him think of Georgia. Peyton just being a normal dude, basically. As any Georgia fan or player would acknowledge, that orange was for Tennessee. Yeah, if they were playing with Ricky Fowler.
0: Even though Ricky's orange is like Oklahoma State or whatever. You know, they'd be like, I'm not wearing orange because that's that nasty UT color. I mean, that's all, that's like, okay. Like, I get it. That's all it is, you know? I mean.
1: Just some good old-fashioned college fandom beef.
0: Yeah, that's all it is. I guess Mike Griffith is like a psycho analyzer in his spare time and wanted to go like all Sigmund Freud upon the statement and delve deep into the brain of UT fans and Kirby Smart. I mean, he sucks so bad.
1: Yeah man, that was a part of my reason for just wanting to win 10 straight against them. I I hate Georgia. Yeah, I get it. They don't know how to act. They are getting on my nerves worse than Florida these days.
0: Yeah, they don't know how to act.
1: How content do we think Georgia fans are right now? Not very. They can't they cannot be. It
0: like I guess well, okay, let me let me They can be content, but they also can't be because in the back of their minds All they are going to think about is that they had three straight NFL quarterbacks and didn't do anything with them, one of whom is going to be a top five pick. They are going to think for the rest of eternity that they had, in a span of two years, they had Eason, Fromm, and Fields all on campus together, and they didn't do anything with it, and that they sat Jake Fromm for Justin Field they set Justin Fields for Jake Fromm. That's all they're gonna think about. That like that has to and on top of all
1: that, Trevor Lawrence is from Georgia. So out of all of those guys, all three of them, they picked the worst in terms of draft picks, which I know I know Fields is obviously still playing, but he's slated to be a top five pick.
0: I remember like last year Fromm was, was projected as like a late first rounder. No. ESPN had him as the number one quarterback. If you like, if you rewatched the SEC the first half of the SEC championship game from from sophomore year, when they got up big over Alabama before Jalen came in and saved the day, imagine watching that and thinking, "Oh, that guy, he's gonna fall to the fifth round." I mean, he was unreal. And then you know they hired James Coley and they
1: ruined his draft stock. Three NFL quarterbacks, and they won the SEC once.
0: Yep, they won the SEC. so I think that. Like, and I, if they're smart, they already are thinking about this. Like, their more intelligent fans are already coming to grips with this, and they're, they've realized five years from now how much that it's going to suck to look back to think that you had those three, and you had Trevor Lawrence in state, and you got nothing. You got one SEC championship. So they can't be content because they have to be thinking about that. And then this year and last year, they're going to have this NFL defense. And it's not going to matter because they can't score any points. Assuming that Jamie Newman isn't... Assuming he is what we think he is. Jamie Newman sucks, bro. I, I, I'm i not arguing with you. I'm not arguing with you. I'm not worried about Jamie fucking Newman. I'm not either. I'm not either. But assuming that he is what we both think he is, then yet again, they're going to have an amazing defense... That, you know, in an offense, it's going
1: to put, like, 17 points up. Jamie Newman is not taking them to the promised land. Producer, go ahead and cut this out. 527, 528 was posted. Georgia is not winning the national championship. I just do not get the Jamie Newman hype. Just look at his game log. Anytime he's played someone worth a damn, he sucked. I've watched him a little bit, and... Did you see the way he ran the ball while at Wake Forest? It was very, like, slow draws and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, he'd do this slow-ass read option where you know him and the running back would creep to the line and he would hold the ball in his chest and they would almost delay and wait a full second before making a decision. I don't know if Georgia's going to try to do that, but that shit ain't going to work in the SEC.
0: No, it's not. And so that's all they're going to think about, I mean – you know, they better hope that this five-star quarterback they have committed is the real deal. But then again, they've had the real deal and squandered it. So, I don't think they're content, no. Because, when it, like, Florida's getting better. Wait, we think Florida's getting better? Well, they're better than they were for... No, I think that Mullen's not going to recruit well enough to get them over the hump. But jo- Georgia had a golden opportunity. It was right there for them.
1: Well, How do we feel about Florida moving forward with Mulling being a good coach but a shitty recruiter?
0: Uh, I think they'll keep doing what he's done his first two years, get them to like a New Year's Six Bowl game, but not in the playoff. I think he'll win 10 10 games, 10-11 games. I, I think that in the SEC East, in terms of game day, he's the best coach. In terms of the SEC, he's the best game day coach besides Saban, and there's really not many guys I would want over him in terms of crafting a game plan and putting his guys in the best possible position on Saturday. But he just does not recruit at a place that it
1: is just easy to recruit. You would think you'd be able to recruit in Florida. Like Mississippi State, okay, I don't blame you. That ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. problem. Like the meme, you get it? Yeah, I got it. But if you can't recruit at Florida, that's a problem.
0: Last year they finished. They did finish ahead of us last
1: year. Yeah, they did, but they lost their best player in the class. That guy's gone. Um, so if you remove him, they're, no, they're if you remove him, they're no longer ahead of us. 2019,
0: they did, but they didn't have any five stars. We had multiple five stars and double-digit four stars. I mean, we've recruited more you know. blue chippers than them. Yeah, I, I think that's fair, and I. Feel safe in saying they will not have a better class than us this year. But I don't know. The commitment of Jalen Kitna, John's son, today might put him over the top. So we'll see. He committed to them over Boston College, Arizona, Austin P, and Colorado. I think Florida is going to remain someone you have to be you have to worry about on game day. I don't think it's going to be a program that like you spend all offseason dreading about because he's just stacking talent up because he's not So are you
1: afraid of florida or not next year little cuck boy
0: oh yeah for sure
1: nah so you're still scared of them
0: little cuck boy hughes little cuck boy hughes scared of florida well yeah because we still have jared garantano at quarterback and i'm worried that it's not going to be a full stadium but maybe that will help for florida i think that will help because we'll not have negative people like you in the stands you'll be out of no, there i'll be there buddy you will not you will not you will not, but I will be, because I am a donor. I'm one of the chosen. I'm a seasoned ticket holder. Are you sure your status is high enough? Yes, yes. I'm in the lower bowl. Thousands of dollars. I mean, the amount of money I give, it can't even. There's so many digits, I couldn't even say it. But yes. Oh, I will what be in. you can't
1: count to four digits?
0: I mean, it's more than that. That's what I'm saying. You do not give more than. But four yes, digits I will be because I'm a donor to get in the lower bowl. Yeah, we'll be in there. I think that I don't know about like. Well, I don't know how they do their season tickets up top. I don't know about them. I know that UT has renewed up to as of last week. Like the renewals was at a ninety percent rate, so it's not like the amount of season tickets being sold is going down. So you're still going to have a lot of season ticket hold uh, season ticket guys in there if they want to go. It's just it's just annoying that you know, we're not going to get the big crowd for Florida and maybe it'll work out. Maybe not. But like, by the time we go to Athens, they'll have, it'll probably be full again or whatever. Like, it's just, you know, those are the breaks, whatever it is, what it is. It just kind of sucks.
1: What about when Georgia has to travel to Gainesville? Oh, wait. No, wait. There are too many season ticket holders to do the Iowa state plan where they are going to try to strong arm people. You, know, you saw that where they were uh, saying they could only, they, they might only let 30,000 season ticket holders in and that, you know, there are only 8,000 seats remaining. And if you want to watch football this year, you better buy season tickets. I, I, don't, I don't think Tennessee could get away with that just because, I mean, we would have too many season ticket holders. So I wouldn't be so sure that little cuckboy Hughes is going to be at Florida. They may give you the Alabama game. They might look at you and say, oh, he's from Alabama. Let's give him the Alabama game. They might do something like that. I don't know. But would you rather go to the Alabama or Florida game?
0: Florida. Yeah, Florida for sure.
1: Even though we are going to beat Alabama?
0: Yeah, I would rather I would rather go to the Florida game.
1: Even though you're scared?
0: I'm not scared. I'm not scared of them. I said I was just wary and worried. You have to be when you play Florida. Dan Mullen's a very good coach. Nah, you're kind of scared. No, I mean I, I don't I don't even know who they have on offense now. I guess, Kyle Pitts. They got Pitts and Trask.
1: They've got the number one quarterback in the SEC, according to the professionals. So who do you who would you take as the number one quarterback in the SEC? Well, I, I don't know. I think you can make a case for any of these guys. I mean, I don't know if you saw the stat from Pro Football Focus today. Actually, <laughs> Yeah, yesterday. I did. JG leads the country in terms of like 588 plays with only having like 15 turnover-worthy plays. Uh, you know, I, I'm just saying you can make a case for him. You never know. Who would you go with?
0: I don't know. I mean, I I, I I don't know. I guess probably Trask. Though you would think that, you know, there would be somebody else that would be better.
1: I mean, who who
0: would you take second after Trask?
1: I don't know if I'm going with Trask. Like I said, you can make a case for anyone. And keep in mind, it is Lion Year Part 2.
0: It is the Lion Year. Yeah, I mean, I think Kyle Trask will have a good year because his coach will put him in good positions. I think it's obvious. You know, I don't... I mean, it's a very weak year for quarterbacks, obviously.
1: Yeah, it's a very weak year for quarterbacks. After Trask and JG, I don't know who really to go with at number three. <laughs> Kellen Mond, baby.
0: Back for his seventh year for the fight Aggies. <sighs> yeah, Kellen Mond is somehow back for another year as Texas A&M's quarterback. And I guess... We still think he's good? No, he's absolutely dog shit. And I would take Mac Jones or whoever lines up for Alabama over Kellen Mond. I would take Bo Nix over Kellen Mond. I would take a whole host of American college football quarterbacks over Kellen Mond because I cannot stand to watch him play. but I don't know that I would take the Italian stallion over killing mine. <laughs> eh,
1: year 200 Cheney. First time that's happened. First time.
0: He added a ton of weight, apparently. He's added a lot of weight. He's a thick boy now. For some reason. Maybe he just wanted to bond with Chaney. So I, I don't, you know, maybe those 30 extra pounds will help him see the field, field better. Eh, year 200 Cheney. First time that's happened. Let's hope so. You know, who knows? Maybe he can revert to like an improved version of how of his sophomore year. And go ahead and mark it down.
1: How's this for a hot take for you? You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. Our receivers this year are going to be better than they were last year.
0: Okay. Okay. How's that taste? It's bold. Palmer is going to lead the team in receptions. Who's going to be number two? Keaton. Okay?
1: Three? It, it doesn't matter. I mean, I don't know. I haven't worked out the exact numbers yet. No, no, I was just curious about
0: what you thought about it. If you thought Gibbs would be number two or what? That's true. we I, we haven't even talked about Cedric Tillman.
1: We have an embarrassment of riches.
0: Okay, We haven't even talked about Big said Tillman coming across the middle. You
1: think ah, I forgot about Big said Tillman.
0: I haven't. I know you haven't either. And then Brandon Johnson redshirted last year for some reason.
1: So that he can be the lead dog, the alpha. Mark it down. Our receivers are going to be better this year than they were last year. Mark it down. If you
0: remember that Brandon Johnson led the heralded 2017 Tennessee Volunteers football team interceptions. Excuse me? If you remember, but I haven't forgotten, and he's back, baby. He did what now? One year, he was 18 or 17 17 or 18. He led the team interceptions, And we still got that guy. He redshirted last year. It's 2017. He led the Vols with receiving yards and tied the team lead in receptions. Yeah, we have an embarrassment of riches. He caught 37 passes for 582 yards in 2017. Started 12. Started 12 games with seven. Started seven times. His next year, he made two starts and caught 14 passes. His senior year, 2019, he played the first four games before redshirting and he scooped up the ball after a punt block by Tyler Burr to score a 24-yard touchdown versus Chattanooga. It was his first scoring play since 2017.
1: (laughs) I don't know how many of you listening remember. I don't know if you remember Seth but I haven't forgotten. The six catches for 124 yards at Missouri. That wasn't Jawan Jennings. That wasn't Marquez Callaway and it damn sure wasn't Dominic (laughs) Wood Anderson. It was Josh Palmer. He had a monster game. Six catches, 124 yards. Look, I understand it's going to be tough to replace the heart and soul and the fan favorite, Jawan Jennings. I get that. He's tough. I love him. We love Jawan. Love him. I know we love Marquez Calloway, but let's face it. We lost a a seventh-round pick and an undrafted free agent. With all due respect, we can replace those guys. And I love Jawan, but mark it down. These receivers are going to be better. We also have Jalen Hyatt, whose dad
0: is white and very vocal on Twitter.
1: Jalen may lead the team in receiving.
0: We have him. Probably, probably the fastest wide receiver we have. Perhaps,
1: man, that would be such awesome content if he was good. Oh, his
0: dad is going to be amazing. If if Jalen Hyde is good, his dad is going to be incredible on Twitter. It's going to be awesome because he's going to make so many people mad. I mean, he's he's very passionate. He's a very passionate young man, and he loves his son. And he loves the Vols. He loves his family. He's a good man. He's a good Christian man. And he is going to make people so mad
1: if if Jalen Hyatt starts popping off. Producer, please mark this down. Let's revisit it if I'm right. If I'm wrong, let's just cut it out. Let's act like it didn't exist because I don't want to be done with that one kid who went on Nashville radio and said Jonathan Kongbo and Darrell Taylor were going to have more sacks than uh, you know Derek Barnett and Vereen. Because that was one of the worst takes ever. Don't do not do me like that. Cut it out if this isn't right. Mm. Mm.
0: Lest we forget, though, Jonathan Kongbo did step up. He made a play. He made one goddamn play. And then he shredded his ACL. The, the sheer effort it took, the sheer force of will it took to make that play in Jordan Hare rendered his knees just, I mean, it just suck him.
1: His knees were sundered. However, he did not give up. He went on, he won a great cup in the CFL, and now he's on the 49ers. Let that be a lesson to you all. Let that be a lesson. Make one goddamn play and just let the rest happen. Let the rest fall in place. Just one play, one play. Just do one thing right, and everything else will take care of itself. How about Jakob Johnson
0: has been on the Patriots for i guess he got on in 2019 like he's he's he stayed on the patriots and he took 71 offensive snaps last year and he's been given a roster exemption for this season so he's made the roster again for 2020 did he even play 71 total
1: offensive snaps in his tenure at ut did he even do anything no no we didn't and if you're listening georgia We know how you feel. We also didn't win anything worth noting with a bunch of NFL talent. So we have been there with you. We understand misery loves company. We dealt with what you're dealing with soon. So we'll we'll talk about at least you got an SEC. Take that as a consolation. All right, let's get to some patron questions. Go to patreon.com slash reads ranch. If you are down with the movement, want access to the discord, want uh, in on the zoom calls, we're firing basketball up tomorrow night. Actually tonight. New patrons, new king patron, Troy Farmer, who went from 31 to $33.
0: Shout out to Brother Troy. We love him. We appreciate him. And we do really appreciate him telling Hank to eat shit. New $5 patron, Ashton McEarl. Shout out to Ashton. Uh, he tweeted at us a couple times this week. We love you and appreciate you. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, he asked why you don't tweet anymore.
0: Because being online during this has been a cesspool and
1: I try to stay off the internet as much as possible. I don't want to become a COVID cuck. Zach wants to know, who do you think has been the most correct, least wrong person in history other than Jesus? Um,
0: you know, that's a good question. Some, somebody I would say that it was wrong about a lot and somebody that is touted as like a big time thinker in american history is john locke john locke believed in the blank slate the blank slate is utter and total horseshit there is no such thing as a blank slate you are not born with a blank slate you're a you're born half of your mother and half of your father and you get their genetics you are not a blank slate i'm half todd hughes i'm half ann hughes luckily they're both fine christian people but John Locke was dumb. The blank slate is stupid. That's always struck me as just absolutely stupid. So I would say John Locke is wrong. However, John Locke did coin the phrase an appeal to heaven, which is also cool. and the uh, George Washington and you know his group, his little army carried the pine tree flag. and so the appeal to heaven line by John Locke was cool. But other than that, John Locke was pretty bad, I think.
1: Okay, that wasn't the question at all. It was actually the opposite of the question. But either way, eat shit, John Locke. Oh, yeah,
0: my bad. I did read that. But I thought it said most correct and most wrong. But you're right, yeah. But, yeah, I don't like John Locke. But that's a good answer still I gave. Zach should be Zach should be pleased. I also played video games the other night with Zach. Had some good fellowship. He asked me how my kids were doing. So we had a good time.
1: How do you feel about us getting back in the gym tomorrow for the Reeds Ranch Basketball League? We are resuming the league tomorrow, actually tonight, with training camp. Half court, three on three, stuff like that.
0: I expect you to absolutely hold court on that lower
1: block. Mm, I don't play on the low block, and you're only saying that because I'm chubby. No, you're barrel-chested. Redneck Mallard wants to know, what are your thoughts on the Michael Jordan doc? How much of it has been Jordan pushing his agenda, and how much was real? Did you even watch one (laughs) second of this doc?
0: (laughs) Absolutely not.
1: (laughs) i did watch
0: episode one of the lance armstrong doc though because it was on tv the other night when i was doing some work on my laptop so i had it on uh but you know i'm 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 on i'm in the camp that is strictly pro michael jordan because i i respect his will and drive to master his craft but he obviously sounds like a huge asshole
1: I thought there were some fabrications, obviously. I mean, did you see the stuff that happened with Isaiah Thomas and the Dream Team?
0: So, okay, I got a question about that. This was the question that popped up in my mind because I, I I had ESPN on this morning and I was listening to it. And the one thing that I couldn't understand, and I wasn't sure, I just Googled it to make sure, but he's saying Chuck Daly doesn't want Isaiah Thomas. But Chuck Daly coached the Pistons, right? Like he did. Why wouldn't Chuck Daly want
1: Isaiah Thomas? That's what I didn't understand. Was he blaming Chuck Daly or the guy putting the team together? I don't know. It just seemed weird to me. I mean, Chuck Daly does that now, but I don't think he did it back then.
0: Okay. It just seemed weird to me that Chuck Daly would not want his point guard to be on the dream team after all they'd been through. But what do I know?
1: No, it was bullshit. It was Jordan. I can't believe he just wouldn't admit it.
0: Yeah, he seems like a huge asshole. I mean, you have this, you have the Charles Barkley thing. He got mad at Charles over basically nothing. Hank wants to know how much for me to
1: wear a toupee and for you to shave your head.
0: Um, I don't know. I mean, I've done a uh, not too long ago, a couple of two years ago, I did a bus cut with a one with like no guard on accident, and I took one swipe down the middle of my head and was like, "Well, there's nothing to be done now but finish it off." So I've had like a prison style bus cut. Um, just like to completely shave all my hair off and like go strictly bald. I mean, it wouldn't take that much. I mean, it would take some money. Because I like my hair, but my hair is going to grow back.
1: I would just feel so ridiculous in a toupee. It would just make me feel so ridiculous. So I do know a guy that wears a toupee. And
0: I did not know. I had zero idea. You could not tell until I was told by someone else that he wears one. I think it cost a lot because he goes somewhere like every two weeks to get his hair cut and all that stuff you know to keep it looking right but i had zero idea zero clue also my uncle um he has something i i don't know if it's a toupee or hair implants or what but he's got something and i had no idea until my mom told me years after you know when i was older so i think that the only problem with the toupee is not that it's gonna look goofy that people are gonna be able to tell it's that everyone you knew before you got it is going to see you with it, and when you walk in the room, they're going to look at you and just be like, what the hell is going on? You know, like, to me, that would be the issue. Because, like, if you showed up in my apartment with, like, a full head of hair, I would just start laughing. Like, if you had, like...
1: Yeah, I need $100,000. Now I wouldn't be laughing if you got hundred K for it. I'd be like, good for you, buddy. I could pull off a Brian Urlacher and just show back up with a full head of hair without a care. I need $100,000 just to deal with the people. I don't mind being bald. Bald is beautiful. So Brian Urlacher w- had surgery for eight hours to get his hair back? Yep, and he just showed back up like nothing happened. No shame. I mean, remember, like, Jason Witten was getting shredded on Twitter. in the Yeah, once you reach a certain level of fame, you shouldn't care. It, it drives me crazy about LeBron James. Like, bro, you're LeBron James. Why do you care so much about your hair? I, I don't even know, like, what LeBron tries to
0: do to his hair. Like, what is it? Is it, like, spray paint? I mean, is
1: he going for, like, the Carlos Boozer stuff? Yeah, I think so because there was one game this year where Anthony Davis had to tell him it was running.
0: I mean, Carlos Boozer would show up, and you know, on on the NBA court, just with shoe polish in his hair. It looked like somebody had taken a can of black spray paint and held it one centimeter over the entire surface area of his head and just hammered it. I mean, it looked so dumb. Where, where was? Where was? Why was there nobody that loves Carlos Boozer deeply and just been like, dude? dude, you don't need to do this.
1: Where was that person? You got to have that person in your life. I just need for you to ignore it when I get my $100,000. I would, I would. I would just be like, dude, you look good with a bald head. Like, I like it. I like it. I like you with a shaved head. Thomas says, if you
0: could make one change in any level of football, what would it be and why? In college football, I would like to make pass interference spot foul. I I would like to make pass interference spot foul.
1: Okay, for me in college, it is no more stopping the clock after first downs. I just think that's so stupid. If you want to keep it to where you stop the clock after first downs within two minutes of the second quarter and fourth quarter, I would be okay with that. Otherwise, it's just really, really stupid. And in the NFL, give me the – let's go with the flagrant model of pass interference, right? Like I think the spot foul is just too much of a – a thing, I think spot fouls in the NFL. If you get a fifty-yard penalty down the field for you know incidental contact, that's just too much. Give me a flagrant model, you know, kind of like the NBA. You have a common foul, a flagrant foul. So, like if you're down the field and it's incidental contact, if it's questionable, if you're making a play on the ball, that's just fifteen yards. But if someone's beat you deep and you grab them to pull them down to stop a touchdown, and you're flagrantly trying to do it, then it's a spot foul. Then you go all the way down the field fifty yards. I, I would like that a lot better.
0: I would say that for college football, one thing that I would like, that I would choose to have over any proposed rule change is simply have full-time referees. I want these football referees to be full-time employees they do not do anything else because they are bad, and they are consistently bad. I want full-time referees.
1: Okay, we've gotten a lot of questions about when we're going to let our 20 dollars patrons host segments because that was a part of the agreement. So we gotta get the ball rolling on that. Do you want to split it up over episodes or just do one big segment?
0: I say we just do one big
1: bonanza. Okay, we'll just do one big episode, and we need a name for it. And I like it. Now let's go with the pay pigs. Yeah, we'll call it the pay pigs. It's very good. As long as they all make piggy noises before they come on.
0: Oink, oink, oink. Wee wee wee. Pay pig fits Hank very well. Uh, brother Blue Moon Ball, my brother in arms. He would like to know if I will be attending the Oklahoma Sooners tailgate in Norman. As of now, we are tentatively scheduled to go, but it doesn't seem like they're going to let you know fans go.
1: So you just don't want to come to Norman to hang out with us?
0: No, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to go to Norman if I can't be in the stadium. No, not, sounds like a waste of gasoline.
1: Nah, well, it's a good thing they're paying you literally to take oil barrels right now. Gas is low. Yeah,
0: sounds like sounds like unneeded miles on my thoroughbred of a sedan. So, just
1: fly. I got a flight for two hundred bucks, Knoxville to OKC, OKC to Denver, Denver back to Knoxville. It's a pretty good deal. Two hundred bucks. Two hundred bucks. That's where you're supposed to say, "Wow, what a great deal you got! What a great idea! Good job by you! What a great deal that is!" Patron Doug on Twitter, he asked, uh, "What the most?" likely scenario is tennessee plays a full schedule as it currently is constructed we drop some non-conference games uh, or just play an sec schedule
0: i think the most likely scenario is that the schedule is played as is but the first half of the season home games are not full that's my prediction to brother doug
1: yeah, I think it will go as is. Just too much money involved for everybody, including the smaller schools. They can't afford not to play. And Tennessee isn't going to be able to just, like, pull out of these games and not play them and just give them a check for no reason. Like, it's just not going to work. No, I don't think. I
0: think Tennessee would – I think it would be much easier for Tennessee to get out of the game but still have to pay them. I think Tennessee is going to be locked into that payment. Yeah, so. But, you know, I mean, it's – you know, it is what it is. Like. We must, you know, we'll overcome. Nothing stopping Big Germ in that Ford F-250,
1: baby. We are going to beat the dog shit out of Oklahoma, and then we are going to beat Florida. Mark it down. Okay, it's marked. The first month of the season is going to be so fun. And look, we might not be there to watch it, but it's going to be so fun.
0: That's okay. Yeah, I agree totally.
1: Could we convince the fan base to boycott games from now on if we went undefeated? No. I mean, even if, even if we went undefeated and won it all and it was like a helpful thing that we weren't in the attendance, we couldn't convince our fans not to be there? No, no, people are going to keep going to games. <laughs> eh, fake fans, I guess. People going to keep going to games. Tuck wanted to ask what my ideal characteristics for a woman was. I don't really have an answer. Or I, don't, I don't have one off the top of my head. I'll ask you, my friend. What do you think mine would be if you could pick a woman for me? What would be the best characteristic for her?
0: Someone with some patience.
1: Okay. 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 Fair enough. That's a good start. You know what? Fuck you, buddy.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, good place to end it. Love you. Uh,
0: I love you, buddy. Later. Later. Yeah. By now you know that By now you know that they. they call me five. Girl we've been on the road. road. Trying to take the, the easy way out. Girl we've been on the road. road. Trying to
1: take the